You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Today, we're looking at walking in the light of the Lord. Walking in the light of the Lord on Words of Encouragement. If there has ever been a time that we needed to walk in the light of the Lord. It is now. We live in a world that is more fragile and more uncertain than it seems to have ever been. We live in a world that is in need of people who will live godly lives, who will have good, moral, Christ-like character. We need people who will walk with Christ in public and in private. We live in a world in need of God. And I ask that if you are able to please stand in honor of the reading of the word of God from Isaiah chapter 2 verse 5. Bible says, O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. May we hear these words, may we live these words daily as we go to and fro out in this world. Let me invite you to be seated. In this passage of Scripture, verses 1 through 5 that we're looking at today, we need to know what is happening here. Isaiah is experiencing here a vision of heaven. Look at verses 1 through 3. The word that Isaiah the son of Amaz saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the house or to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. According to what we see here, there will be a time, and we have no dates, and we have no times. I cannot tell you this is going to happen today or tomorrow or even next week because we do not have a time date stamp on this. But at a certain time, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established. Now this is the Lord's house. This is a house being depicted as one that nations will stream to in order to receive the law and the word of the Lord. Isaiah has been given this experience, this, and he shares it with us. This passage of scripture is poetic. In other words, we need to realize that it is figurative language here. Look at verse 2. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains 
and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. What Isaiah is saying here is that the glory and the majesty of the Lord will be so clearly revealed that all men everywhere will see it. All will see it. His house will be raised above the hills for all to notice. Notice it's not referring to a temple, but a house. A temple is primarily a place for worship. A house is primarily where the Lord has come to live among His people. Notice people from all nations will stream to it. It's not a vision of the house of God which includes just a certain group of people. All people are welcome and will be coming to this. Look at verse 3. And many people shall go. Many people shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Many people will say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord. Notice there is an invitation Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord. There is a yearning to go and receive from God His law and His word. There is a desire on the behalf of the people to have that, to hear that, to receive from God His law and His word. There will be a time when that is true. Is that time now? Obviously not. Is that time now where people want to know and receive from the Lord the law and His Word? We see people out in our world who do not care. They could care less even than they already do about who God is. But there will be a time when there will be a desire Notice before there is a change in direction in how a person walks, there first must be a teaching of the ways of God. Without knowing the ways of God, how can anyone have a desire? How would anyone have a desire to walk in His paths? First, you must hear from God. And then once you know what He wants of you and of me, then we can go and do it. We can walk in His paths. We must first be taught by Him. Only after, what, only after knowing what He wants us to know will we go where He wants us to go. Otherwise, we sit and do nothing. That's why it's a relationship with Jesus, a relationship with God is so important for us that we daily talk with Him. We daily spend time with Him. And through that relationship, we know how we are supposed to live. We know how we are supposed to act. We know how we are supposed to speak to others. Only through that relationship do we know how to live. There will be a time when we all gather around the throne and learn from God. That's the first thing I want us to see. There will be a time. There will be a time where we will all gather and learn. Well, the second thing I think we see here as a vision of peace. Look at verse, look at the first part of verse 4. And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people 
and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Oh, we see here there will be a judging of the nations. Decisions for many people will be rendered by our God. Many will be reproved. He will, he will judge the, among the nations and shall rebuke many people. Look at the next part. That next part, uh, they shall beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Notice, we have a decision that has been made a decision to have peace. To have peace. Weapons of war will be made into instruments which can help rather than to harm. I don't know that any of us can imagine a time like that. Where there are no weapons of war. And I was sitting here looking at this, reading this, studying this scripture. And I thought of what, well probably what you just thought of, I imagine. Down by the riverside. That song comes from this passage of Scripture. Lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. I'm going to lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside. Study war no more. It goes on to say, I ain't, I ain't going to study war no more. I ain't going to study it no more. No more. The words of that song speak of the day where there will be eternal peace. Eternal peace. I have not lived a day on this earth where there has not been a conflict somewhere in this world. I remember growing up watching my little black and white TV and there's, there's war in some country. I'm, I'm so little, I'm a little kid, I don't even know what country they're talking about. But I see people, I see guns and I see troops and I think, oh man. And what do I think as a little boy? I'm glad that's not here. Oh yeah, as a little child, I'm thinking about myself and I'm thinking, I'm glad that's not here. And yet there's a little boy like me in that country wishing he was here and not where he was. Goodness. All types of things happening all through my life. Conflict, conflict here. War here. Battles here. Uh, uh, tactical maneuvers there. There's a reality that's coming. A time of eternal peace. The world will be transformed. Submission to the Lord brings the world under His rule whereby He will judge and settle disputes. Where the Lord reigns, nationalisms are gone and weapons of war are made into garden tools. Eden is returning the means of war, the swords, the spears, the planes, the bombs, the guns, the practice of war, taking it up and, and carrying it out, and the mentality, the mentality of war, the training for war will be gone. There will be a time of eternal peace for all who believe in God. It's coming. It's coming. It will happen. 
The last thing we see is an invitation to walk in the light. Look at verse 5. O house of Jacob, come ye and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Isaiah ends this brief look at the ideal heaven of the future with a call on his audience to transform their thinking. Not just to reorient their worldview and to change their and to change their behavior based on the knowledge of what God will do in the future. That's what they should be doing. To change their behavior based upon what they know is coming. What they know is coming. There will be peace. If you and I can hold out that hope, that, re, that very real factual hope, here the English language fails me, fails us, but that hope, that assured for hope that we have in Christ, if we know that it's coming, if we know that it's out there, then we can look forward to that day. We do not have to focus on the war. We do not have to focus on the sadness. We do not have to focus on what's so horrible and terrible and just get down in the dumps. When we have hope of eternal peace in our future, we can stand strong. We can stand alongside our brothers and sisters, we can stand and know that God is with us, that good is ahead of us. Good things are coming. Isaiah called Israel the house of Jacob, a reference to Jacob's descendants. Isaiah uses this term eight times, whereas it's only used, uh, it, it, it's only used nine times by all the other prophets, but he uses it eight times times him just him when great truths about the future are given in the scriptures readers are often reminded of how they are to live in the present there's something good coming there is peace it is coming it will come we look forward to that time of peace we look forward to that oswald chambers once wrote it is not sufficient for a christian to walk in the light of his conscience he must walk in a sterner light, in the light of the Lord. All oh, that's good stuff. It's not good enough. It's not good enough for us to walk in what we just think is right, what we feel is right. We must walk in the light of the Lord. What is the Lord telling us to do? How is the Lord leading us to go? What is He leading us to say? How is He leading us to treat people? What is God leading us to do? We walk in that light. Not just the best we can do. Not just the best we can muster on our own. Oh, it pains me when I hear someone say, well, I get, I, you know, we're all just working our best to get to heaven. It pains me to think that someone feels they, they have to actually work in order for God to say, oh, okay, you worked hard enough, come on in. Well, you know, little Billy, you almost made it, but you didn't work hard enough. Sorry, you don't get to come in. I don't want to believe, I don't want to live my life believing in a God like that. I want to live my life believing in a God, the God of the Bible, who teaches us that Jesus died for us in our place on the cross, on, on that hill at Calvary. 
And I want to believe what the Bible teaches when it says, if I trust in Him, if I call on His name, I will be saved. It's all of what Jesus did. It's nothing that I can do. It's not, oh, I'm going to work. I'm going to work my way there. No, I'm never going to be able to do that. I am not good enough. I make mistakes. I choose willingly against God at times in my life. I sin. I don't like to say that. I don't think you would like to say that. But if you are a Christian, there was a point in your life that you did. You confessed your sins. You said to God, I am a sinner because we are. But we trust in the Lord and we walk in His light and that is where we are found to be obedient. That is where we're found to be faithful. That is where we are found and looked upon by God as His child. That's my child. Oh, I long. Oh, I just wish I could hear that. I, I, I long to live in such a way that He does say, that's my boy. You remember the cartoon? What is it? Uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon. The dog had his little little dog son. That's my boy. Boy, I just, I just I would love to hear God say that. I would love to I would long to have him think that way about me. But I'm not doing what he wants me to do. I'm not I'm not trying to be good enough. I'm not working so I can get to heaven. I'm doing it because I am going to heaven. I was made for good works. I'm doing those because I am going to heaven and I have a heavenly Father who loves me and I want to make Him happy. That's what I want to see. That's how I want to live. Albert Barnes puts it this way, Let us not walk in the darkness and error of sin and idolatry, but in the light of our instruction which God sheds upon us by His law. He teaches us what we should do and let us obey Him. Way to go, Al. <laughs> Way to go, Albert Barr. I mean, that's, that's, I, I think he's right on it. Let us not walk in the darkness and error of sin and idolatry. We have a choice to make every day that we live. How are we going to live today? How are we going to live today? How am I going to live today? You know, God, I'm going to live for you today because I'm going to church. Now, Monday, I don't know. But I'm going to church today. I'm covered. I'm all right. That's how some people live. What about Monday? What about Tuesday? You have a choice to make. Every day he gives us, we have a choice. How are we going to live it? Are we going to live it for him? Or are we going to live it for ourselves? How are we going to live our lives? I pray we're choosing to live it in the light of his love. Why should this be important for us to live today in a way that pleases God? Because good things are ahead. If we care at all about those around us, we must live in the light of God's law and, and His love. We must submit to Him and His ways. We must actually allow Him to walk and work through us. Oh, man, yeah. To embody, to get inside. How many of you like science fiction stuff? Anybody? Anybody? Some of you like science fiction? <laughs> Okay, that's okay. That's okay. You're forgiven. It's all right. I like science fiction. Um, I like it, I, I like it uh, especially sometimes when they have uh, like oh Star Trek or Star Trek or something there, where they have uh, a, an alien being comes and takes over someone's body. 
and their mind. And they're not themselves. Yeah. The, 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 they're, they're just, I mean, they're, they're not controlling their hands. And, you know, they're not doing what they want to do. That, I look at that and I say, man, that's what I want. I want the Holy Spirit on me and in me and I want to just simply do and say what God wants me to do and say I want to go where he wants me to go I want me I want to treat people like he wants me to treat people I just want him just to take over but that's not the way God did it ah sometimes I get frustrated with that but he gave us free will he gave us the ability to choose and as I've said so many times before I would rather someone choose to love me than to feel that they have to. Oh, you gotta, you gotta love the preacher. You know, you just have to. I mean, you know, I don't like him, but I, I have to love him. You know, I want people to love me because they've chosen to. God wants people to love Him because they've chosen to, not because they were forced. Not because God grabbed their arm, pulled it behind their back and said, you will love me. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. He gave the perfect, the perfect and complete description, display of his love on the cross when Jesus died. When Jesus died on that cross, God said to the entire world, I love you. I love you. I love you. This is providing for you forgiveness of sins. If you will trust in my son, if you will trust in what he is doing on this cross, you too can be forgiven. You can be part of my family. You can be part of my family. You can be part of us. You can be my child if you will trust. But I'm not forcing you. I'm not forcing you. God respects that which he has created. Wow. He respects us to give us a, a, the ability to choose. Listen to Paul's words to the Christians in Rome. Therefore, my brethren, you also were made to die to the law through the body of Christ so that you might be joined to another. To another? Paul, Paul says, to him who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit for God. That's Paul. That's in Romans. Wow. You were made to die to the law through the body of Christ so that you might be joined to another, to him, to Christ, who was raised from the dead, in order that we might bear fruit for God. We were joined to him so that we may help others to be joined to him. We, we were joined to Christ through his death so that we may help others to be that way as well. Our purpose is to follow Jesus and help others do the same. There's a time of peace. There's a time of gathering at the mountain of God. And everyone should have the opportunity to be able to be there. Each of us is invited to walk in the light of the Lord are you helping others to even know that there is a light? Are you helping others to know that there is a light? Or, let me ask this. Do people know that you are aware 
of the light of God? Can they see the light of God in you? Can they see it in me? Are people aware that you are aware of the light of God? Let's pray. Father, there will be a time. There will be a time when we all gather around the throne and learn from you. There will be a time of eternal peace for all who believe in you. The question we must ask ourselves is, are we walking in your light? Are we walking in your light? Maybe you're here this morning, you've never given your heart to Christ. You're not walking in the light. You're walking in what light you can muster, what you can figure out. Please, please, turn to the Lord. Walk in His light. Call on His name. Ask Him to forgive you of your sins. Ask Him to come inside of you and be in charge of your life. Walk with Him. Maybe you're here this morning and you have a friend or a relative who is not walking in the light. Would you take some time to pray for them in just a few moments as we sing? Would you just take some time to pray for them that they would walk in the light of God and His love? Father, we thank You for Your great love that You have for us. Father, we look forward to that time of peace where there will be no more in, no more war. No more war. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Words of Encouragement. Uh, we hope that you have been encouraged. You and I, we need to walk in the light of the Lord. Everyone needs to, but do we? Do we take time? Do we focus? Do we attempt to allow Him to lead us? My prayer is that you do just that. My prayer is that I do just that. Allow the Lord to lead you. Remember, you can find more information about First Baptist Church by going to fbcwinsboro.com. That's fbcwinsboro.com. Until next time, this has been Words of Encouragement from the First Baptist Church of Winsboro.